Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and sebaceous adenitis is a relatively rare inflammatory skin condition that results in the destruction of sebaceous glands. These glands are found in hair follicles and produce sebum, which is an oily substance with antimicrobial properties that moisturizes and protects your pet's skin. The glands secrete sebum into hair follicles, and then the oil travels out of the follicles and onto the surface of the hair. Sebaceous adenitis is seen primarily in young and middle-aged dogs. Akitas, Poodles, Samoyeds, Chows, Old English Sheepdogs, Vislas, English Springer Spaniels, Dachshunds, and Havanese may be genetically predisposed to the strange condition. Thankfully, it's rarely seen in kitties. When sebaceous glands are damaged, as happens with this disorder, they produce less sebum or none at all, which leads to scaly skin, plugged hair follicles, and eventually progressive hair loss. When the condition is severe and chronic, the glands are actually completely destroyed. The cause of sebaceous adenitis has not yet been identified, but there's a lot of different theories, including a keratinization defect, an inflammatory disease of the sebaceous glands, and an abnormality involving lipid metabolism, as well as destructive autoimmune response against the sebaceous glands, which most veterinarians agree is occurring. Sebaceous adenitis has two forms, one that occurs in long-coated dogs and the other one with dogs with shorter hair. In long-coated breeds, the condition can cause a whole range of different symptoms, including overwhelming, intense itching. Obviously, a lot of scratching is happening. The dogs are stinky. There's also clumps of matted hair and dull, brittle fur. There's also alopecia, hair loss, and then casts that form around the hair shaft. So there's like a coating on the hair shaft bacterial infections of the hair follicles, as well as silver white scales on the skin and clusters of lesions on particularly the head of the dog. In short-coated breeds, the most common symptoms are hair loss, mild scaling of the skin on the head, ears, and trunk, and sometimes a secondary bacterial infection along the hairline. Since there are many skin diseases that have these symptoms, similar to sebaceous adenitis, they must be ruled out first, including demodicosis, which is mange, dermatophytosis, which is a fungal skin infection, superficial pyoderma, which is a bacterial infection of the skin, and primary seborrhea. Also, follicular dysplasia and endocrine diseases, including hypothyroidism and Cushing's disease, can all mimic this disease. Your veterinarian is going to take a very detailed history and perform a thorough physical exam. Skin cytology will be performed as well as skin scrapings and a bacterial and fungal culture, as well as endocrine testing and possibly a skin biopsy, which is actually how the disease is confirmed. Sebaceous adenitis is primarily a cosmetic condition and usually doesn't bother the affected pet unless there's a secondary skin infection as well. The goal of treatment is to slow the progression of the disease and improve the condition of your dog's skin. Any pet with sebaceous adenitis should receive an oral omega-3 fatty acid supplementation every day. The recommended dose is 180 milligrams of combined EPA and DHA per five kilograms of body weight. I recommend an MSC certified krill oil. In addition, vitamin A supplementation can be quite beneficial at 1,000 IUs per kilogram of body weight, orally once a day, with a maximum dose of 20,000 IUs per kilogram. Shermatier tests should be performed on a regular basis since retinoids, including vitamin A supplementation, can alter the lipid content of the tear film, which can actually can cause the tears to evaporate faster, which can lead to dry eye. Dogs with mild cases should be bathed with a keratolytic shampoo an emollient moisturizing rinse, and a humectant every two to four days. And this is really important. You have to bathe these dogs very regularly. 
Conventional treatments include things with propylene glycol, like sprays, or weekly mineral oil masks. Now, of course, my non-toxic alternative to these two treatments would be a coconut oil skin treatment with added rosehip seed oil and argan oil, applied as a mask to the body, and then shampooed out. You can click the link in the article associated with this video to see a demonstration of me doing this to my own dog. There are a number of drugs that conventional veterinarians also use to treat sebaceous adenitis, including antibiotics, both tetracycline and doxycycline, steroids, including prednisone, and synthetic retinoids, as well as cyclosporin. Some of these drugs are necessary, but as you can imagine, I prefer to start with a natural, non-toxic approach first, including a complete lifestyle overhaul, which has to include transitioning to an anti-inflammatory fresh food diet that is really rich in skin-loving antioxidants like vitamin C, beta-carotene, vitamin E, and polyphenols. Because of the autoimmune etiology of this disease, dogs should never be vaccinated that are struggling with this condition. And of course, I would recommend that you opt for the more immunologically responsible titers. A titer is a blood test that confirms protective immunity instead of automatically revaccinating, which is really important because with immune-mediated conditions like this, more vaccines make the condition worse. Prescription plant steroids, niacinamide, which is B3, and high doses of vitamin C as well as collagen supplements and MSM, and silica supplementation have all proven to be quite beneficial for these dogs. Pets with sebaceous adenitis who are being managed with drugs need to have their organ function checked regularly. Unfortunately, this disease is not curable and we need to be managed for the rest of your dog's life. But the good news is, is with early intervention and a well-designed integrative protocol, these dogs can live totally normal lives.